Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. It's Brittany. And Anika. Hey, Nika. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How you be? I'm making it, you know, just trying to get back accustomed to life, but I'm making it. Right. So how do you feel? I know you've been back to work recently. <sighs> yeah. I'm bored. I am more productive at home. I have better things to do at home. Like I can make bread and shit. And I, <laughs> <laughs> um I just don't feel I know there's a shift coming in my life, so I know that there is the minimum for this position and where I'm at now is coming to an end. So yeah. I'm just over it. But so, you can see it on the other side, so that's probably why you get more impatient. Oh yeah, I see the horizon, baby. It's coming. Amen for the horizon. That's what's up. Well, guys, this week on our show, we have a special guest. She is a dear friend of mine. She's also a short film. She's also an actress slash short film producer who moved to L.A. to follow her dreams and has now produced two short films for the culture. Mm-hmm. She's definitely one of my friends on the Black Coalition of the USA, Tenerva Dyson. Welcome, girl. Hey. Have <laughs> you? So, yes, Tenerva Dyson has created um, two short films, and I kind of just wanted to um, talk about that a little bit and just kind of, I think we'll call this episode Ask a Creative. I'm getting into, you know, calling myself a creative. Brittany calls herself a creative, and I would definitely consider you a creative. Um, so definitely welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So I noticed, I've seen both of your short films, and um, I noticed that they are very relatable to us as Black women, and they focus on themes that we can relate to. Um, can you talk about that? Like, is that intentional or is that just what you're inspired by? Can you just speak on that? Now it's an intention, but initially it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. Um, initially I had moved to LA, come find an agent to save my life. So I was like, well, I used to write papers for people in college for extra money. So let me see, can I write a script? Mm. And I wrote the first script but it wasn't about colorism. It was just actually about two high school girls who was pretty much meeting on the first day of school. It turned into a colorism issue once I started auditioning people. Really? Yeah. And why is that? Can we ask why that is? When I was auditioning, um, I was looking specifically for black girls well, they were paying, playing high schoolers, but I needed them to be 18 or older. And one of the questions that I was asking them in the audition was, have you ever experienced colorism? Because colorism, it was still a part of the script, but it wasn't the central focus of the script. So once I started hearing the stories that some of these women was telling me, I decided to rewrite the script and focus it on colorism. Oh, wow. And I had put a casting out on IMDb. 
and white women, <laughs> even though I was asking for black girls, white women were submitting themselves. No, they weren't. Girls, shut up. They were. But it worked out because I needed a white girl. So I didn't have to go back through the casting process. Okay. So it actually, it worked out. It was all in, all in the plan. Divine <laughs> order. Look, now we jumping in the rabbit hole. What you need her for? I was just, just trying to see something. <laughs> the question like the, the, the white lady in the film was she was like the guidance counselor, right? No, she was another student. Okay, okay. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. She was right. another student. And so it worked out by having white girls submit, even though I was looking for black women. <laughs> it worked out um, because I rewrote the script. But some of the stories that, like, the girls were saying were horror stories regarding colorism. And I was like, yeah, I need to change the theme of the script. So that's how the focus became um, specifically to colorism. Because initially, it was a lot of points being hit in the script. But that audition process helped me break it down just a little bit more. That's interesting. And make it more specific. I like that. So she, you like, um, you can't play a black girl, but I actually do have a, a white girl for you to play. Hello. Yeah, I, I wrote a white girl in. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I, I wrote her in. Like girls was in there crying. I was giving hugs. Oh wow. Yeah, it was. It one story that stuck out was I had like a few people say how you know they have friends from different races, and when they go out. Black men would speak to everybody but them. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Your own people. Yeah. And that's when a lot of them started crying. They was like, they know they're going to deal with it, you know, from outside the race. But yeah. it just hurt them more dealing with it, you know, within the race. Was it the dark-skinned girls that were crying? Yeah. Mm. Mainly, and then the some of the black women who were of a lighter complexion were saying how they had to part ways from other women who just wasn't about women empowerment in totality. <laughs> they wanted like their groups to be like of a certain aesthetic and that whole thing. So they was like they wasn't with it. So it was you know those conversations was had. Because I think that a lot of times you always hear there's this narrative that darker skinned women are aggressive. Mm. But nobody asks like what some women of a lighter complexion do to the dark the women of a darker complexion. And I don't feel as if like women of a darker complexion are aggressive. It's just a narrative that needs to be changed. So I'm writing more to help change that narrative. I love that. I I love that. Because that was really... Um, it just was... So to answer your question, I'm being intentional now. Now, got you. Okay. Initially, I wasn't intentional. Got you. Can I ask a question? Um, you said that you went to find an agent. Can you tell us, like, how your what made you want to become a filmmaker and like how that whole process works just in case we have a listener who wants to become a filmmaker but doesn't know what to do um well initially i came to la to be an actress 
okay. I was in the theater scene in Memphis for six years before I moved to LA. I wanted to get like a few credits under my belt. So I did community theater in Memphis first. But when I moved to LA, no one cared. <laughs> okay. No one cared because it's a TV film world out here for the most part. I think I probably would have had a better chance if I would have went to New York maybe. Yeah. But nobody really cared about theater in LA. So my first two years, I was literally getting headshots done and focused on finding an agent. And I wasn't getting any responses. And I'm not the type of person to just sit around and wait on people. And that's when I became a filmmaker. And that's when I started producing my own content. Because I just felt like I was sitting around waiting for somebody to just give you their guess. And I feel as if we're in 2020, we can create our own yeses. Oh, okay, come on with the word. It, yes, we love to see it. Yes. And so I, I gave myself a goal. It was August of 2017. I wanted to write one short film a month from August through December. So I wrote one short film a month and I produced my first short March. It was either March or April of 2018. And that and was the, the one that about birth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, and that birth a filmmaker. But the process was I was on, and this is why I feel like God be working <laughs> because it initially, sometimes you don't think you know how to do something. Sometimes some things do seems like seem like it's impossible. And one day I was literally scrolling on Facebook and this site came up called Peerspace. And it was pretty much an ad if you wanted to create your own film. You can pretty much rent spaces, houses, office buildings, classrooms, just any type of set that you need. And I'm like, oh, so I can pay for this myself? Sometimes you think you just need somebody else right. to do something. And when I came across that on Facebook as an ad, I, you know how do ads work, work on Facebook. I think they know what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so it just appears on the timeline. And when I went to the site, I saw that I can rent my own spaces to create my own projects. And so that happened after I had already rent five short films. So I knew I needed, not needed, I knew um, that I could, per not purchase, but rent the space for a certain number of hours. And I literally Googled how to make a movie. Oh, wow. Wow. It, it told me like the key components or like the key crew members that you need if you're trying to make a movie on a budget. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. So I, you mentioned that you are, you know, you act, you were an actress before pre-LA. So creatively, do you feel like you are able to express yourself more in front of the camera or behind the scenes as a producer? And why? Behind. behind. Because I have more control. Got you. That makes sense, of course. Yeah. Of course. More so as an actress or an actor, you're coming onto somebody else's set. Whereas if you're the producer, you're creating the set. Right. And the theme and everything else. Okay. Mm -hmm. And okay. so I feel like I have more control being a writer and a producer versus being an actress. 
I mean, that only makes sense. I didn't even think about it that way. I, you know, I was just thinking about it in terms of like the art itself, but obviously mm-hmm. that makes sense. All right. So how do you feel as a black woman, how do you feel that black women slash people, so you can do women and then we can go to people in general, are represented um, in Hollywood slash film? Do you feel like it's fair or there's, is it, are we to the point where we have um, even representation? Can you talk about that? It's not even. Um, it's like 500 scripted shows on air. And when I listen to like other podcasts and people who are in writer's rooms, I think it's like three black writer's rooms right. out of like 500. Oh, shit. Are you scripted. saying like five all black writers rooms or just people of color in those writers rooms black okay yeah far as like the majority of the writers in the room are black i think i heard that it was like three to five or it was definitely like under 20 whatever the number was which is still a small number if there's like four to five hundred scripted shows that's ridiculous yeah so i apparently you know it's better I haven't been around that long (laughs) to, you know, just really give um, a factual answer. But even when, you know, you look at TV, besides, of course, BET and, you know, those type of cable channels. If you look at like CBS or ABC, you may get like one black show out of 20, (laughs) 25. And even when a time where I was looking for an agent, when you go on IMDb Pro, you can look to see who's represented by who. So some agencies have like 500 clients. And one agency I was looking at, it took me like three pages to get to my first black person. Like far as an actor or an actress. Damn. And this is like out of 500 clients that that one agency had. It took me to like the hundredth or like two hundredth person to just find one black person on their roster, and I'm talking about a black man or woman, just a black person. Mm. So I I think that and that that too encourages me within itself to become what the, one of the reasons why I became a writer and a producer as well is to help create content for us because we need people behind the scenes That's in addition cool. to people you know in front of the camera. Cause do you feel like um, there are roles that we like overdo? Like a lot of people are tired of seeing like the slave narrative in the films, or like we're getting picked for only this certain role—the token black person, or you know. It, do you feel like that that's still going on a lot? Like we can diversify, you know, within roles that we're chosen for. Chosen for. Yeah, I I definitely think like we can diversify more. Personally, I don't watch slave movies. Um. I've probably seen one or two in the last decade and I'm pretty sure I saw them for free. Um, like at a screening or something like that. But I've intentionally stopped watching slave movies because I feel as if we have more to offer as a people than just the slave narrative. But, um, I think it's getting better as far as how we're represented. Like I love insecure um like I love love I love Issa so I may be biased can we just heard a fun fact here 
um, Brittany, you probably you probably didn't notice, and for those of you who don't know, maybe I'm just privy to the information. In Tenerva's second short film, um, she is actually acting with somebody. What's her name? I don't know. Allison Law. She's amazing. Allison Law. She's yeah. She was actually in um Insecure. Yeah. The lead actress in her short film. She was in Insecure. She's in. She was. She was in Breaking Bad. That oh, was Breaking on Bad. Netflix. Yeah. Really? He was Lawrence's love interest in one of them. I don't remember yeah. the whole thing, but I've definitely seen her on there. Okay. Yeah. She's oh, she's she's an amazing actress. Like I love that I got a chance to you know work with her. She's just so talented and so professional, and she cares about like any project that she boards. So it was like a really, really, um, it was an honor to work that's with her. I, I, I wanted to mention that because I was like, that was a fun fact. And I was like, even when I found like, wait, that's the girl. I know her. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's super talented, super professional. And like, you know, she's, she's going to like do great things in the future. Come on to Never Die Productions. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, um. As a, I wanted to ask, as a young Black creative slash filmmaker, do you feel that there's anything um, taboo that you wouldn't want to make a film about as far as, or, or speak about any type of themes or anything that is taboo? I'm definitely over, like, the angry Black woman narrative. So, of course, we, anger is an emotion that we all feel, but if if I do create like a character who have those issues, you and the audience would know the why. Like she's not going to be angry and nobody knows why. Cause I feel like a lot of times with black women, we're labeled as angry black women, but nobody asks why that particular black woman is angry or that particular black woman is bitter. So, but I am over that narrative if the why isn't, isn't shown. Um, black men being shown as gang members and super aggressive over that. I just feel like we're more complex and we have more to offer and to show. So I just want to be a part of that. And because I guess a lot of us are not behind the scenes, so we don't, we're not making the decisions on, you know, how we're chosen to play as a role. I guess as an actor, you have to kind of determine, is that something I'm going to do or not? But a lot of people are happy to have that opportunity and who, yeah. you know who's going to turn it down per se, you know? Yeah, but like you can't, I'm, I'm a believer. I can't tell nobody how to pay their bills. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I never be the person to tell another person what they shouldn't or shouldn't take. Like what type of role. But just me personally, I want to do something that I can sleep good at night. Like, I don't want to do anything that I have to regret. And because sometimes, like, I feel like, at least with me, if I regret doing something, I'm going to think about it for a minute. And right. it may stick with me for a minute. So I've definitely made the decision that I don't want to do nothing that I will regret in the long term. But I know that, I mean, I have a job, you know, a nine to five. A lot of people in L.A. don't have nine to fives. So I can't tell people how to pay their rent. I can't tell people how to pay their cell phone bill and their car note. You know, that person may have a sick parent. So they may have to take that slave role of oh, saying okay. yes, master. Like, <laughs> And then there's some who could believe that, you know, they're taking a role and, and truly feel like, you know, 
I'm portraying this person that was, you know, a, a historical figure and I'm doing something yeah. good for us. You know, there's people that, you know, look at it that way as well, but overall, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I just think we have more to offer. Like, even if we yeah. look at the Black people that we're surrounded by, everybody is a different person. Everybody is like their own complex, nuanced type individual. So I just want to help showcase those individuals versus slaves that are like running, picking cotton. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's over. Um, creatively, how do you feel with all of, I'm going to put my Angela Davis hat on. How do you feel about, um, Everything. Shout out to Angela Davis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel? Um, how is this affecting you create creatively with all the things that are going on now? Um it's it depends on the day. Some days my creative juices are flowing. Some days I don't seen too much on the internet. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like doing nothing, you know, today. This week, I haven't done anything. Like with, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and um, just the Black people, you know, being killed. Yeah. Being a Black person, sometimes you just don't feel like it when you see, you know, all of the stuff that's going on in the country and in the world, you know, in a sense. So... It really, it's, a, it's literally a day-by-day, day, a day-by-day day thing. It, it, every day varies. Each day varies. Yeah, it's tough. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's been a lot, and it can crush your, create, you know, creativity. Yeah, and then I'm a, I'm a type of creative where I don't want to create just because. Right. Like, some people want to put out content just to put out content, I want to make sure there's like an intention behind everything that I put out. So even if that means I got to put out one or two projects a year versus, you know, posting something on Instagram every week, then I'd rather do that because than it, just putting out something just to say I've created something. Right. Cause I mean, I, at that point when you, you're putting out stuff back to back, this is like a, you know, artist putting out an album every single year like it's not always gonna be your best work you know yeah like, it's, it's not gonna be taken like that. it can be rushed right absolutely yeah well Tenerva, i have enjoyed you but we are going to move into our rapid fire segment which is our favorite for guests mm -hmm. you want to go first sure i'll go first okay so i know you listen to the podcast and you know what question i'm gonna ask my favorite ratchet ass Memphis question hot wings or rotel? One of them has to go. Oh my god, don't let us down. Don't let me do <laughs> one gotta go. One gotta go. The rotel can go if I can get my wings all flats. <laughs> okay, okay, that's the best answer. That's the best answer. <laughs> Okay, what's your most proud moment? Um, it's a tie between 
graduating college and moving to LA. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. If you have the budget to pick anybody to who, if you had the budget to cast anybody you want to cast, who would you cast for male and female for a film? For a female, it'll be Aisha Hines. Mm. Super amazing actress. Mm. For a male, dang, you can tell I write stuff based around uh, <laughs> centered around black women. <laughs> um, Denzel, Denzel. Mm. Denzel. The day that I can work with Denzel, listen. It's coming. It's, it's coming. Let's speak that into existence. It's coming. You Let's already work with somebody that's on the show? Shit. It's coming. <laughs> okay. Describe the perfect day in LA. The perfect day in LA for me would be. Of course, a Saturday is this Italian restaurant that I love at the Grove. I can't even think of the name of it because I just automatically go there. But I go get some type of Italian dish and then go see a movie. Okay. That's my last question. All right. So these are totally random. Don't judge me. I'm just saying. Here go your <laughs> question. <laughs> Name, although I, I feel like I know this one. Name a place you've, you've most wanted to travel. Most wanted to travel? I would love to go. Oh, I got a few. Um, Barbados. Barbados, okay. Mm-hmm. Barbados. Cake or pie? Say that again. Cake or pie? Cake. Real velvet to be exact. Yes, Lord. <laughs> 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 Okay. Who has it easier, men or women? Men. Wait, let me let me elaborate. I know it's rapid fire, but I need to elaborate. <laughs> I think it depends on the place. Like like the setting? I think it depends on the setting. Overall, it's men, but I do think there are advantages of being a woman. Gotcha. But overall, men, of course, I, it's a patriarchal society. I would 100,000% agree with that. My next question. Do you respect Kanye West? Oh, no. Next question. <laughs> The next question. The next caller. Next caller. <laughs> on the line. Um, what's for dinner tonight? I don't know. Boo. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I went to the grocery store today, though. But but you, but you know, a lot of times you go to the grocery store, and then what's for dinner that same night be like some just shit you threw together. It may be Chipotle. Like, listen, when I go to the grocery store, it's takeout. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really may be Chipotle because I've just unpacked groceries and like to unpack groceries and cook in the same day. It's a lot. I've never had Chipotle. Is Chipotle good? Really? Amazing. I've never had Chipotle. I think I'm going to give me some Chipotle right after this. That's exactly oh. what the fuck I want. I'm going to need you to ship Brittany some too. 
Right, Brittany, the ch- girl, you juicing, girl. Keep get, keep at it. I'm waiting for my juicer. Um, okay, a few more questions. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be, and who would play you? Ooh, I love Kyla Pratt. Yeah, she is so underrated. Come on, I love her. Yes, so she can play me, and I would say suspense because that's my favorite genre. Come on, Tanera. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. If you could talk to the president, what would you talk about? I'm not talking to him. Thank you. Next caller. Next caller. (laughs) (laughs) This was very fun and insightful. I so appreciate your perspective because I feel like we don't hear enough about black people in film and a lot of us who are not in the industry assume that because we see a lot more people like Tyler Perry and East mm-hmm. Gray that like oh we're there now not even knowing that we have barely tapped into it so I just kind of wanted to yeah because I, I know a lot of people give Tyler Perry flack but he really employed a lot of black people yeah. like a question about that. behind behind the scenes and you know in front of the camera regardless if people like his work or not he really do employ like a lot of us and Issa is just amazing like I, I just love her I love her yeah she she definitely is yeah you said something Brittany didn't it yes I was gonna say like how do you feel about Tyler Perry just saying that he doesn't have any like he's the only writer he writes 100% of everything oh shit I mean I can tell <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think he needs a writer's room um, because even with me writing short films, I just started outlining my first web series and it's um, another project I want to write about. It's like black motherhood. I'm not a mother. So I have to reach out to people who are mothers, you know, because I do want my stories to be authentic so I just feel like when you're writing, you need more people that you can pull from yeah. just to make it authentic. Like when I saw, what was that, A Fall From Grace? I didn't even watch it. I couldn't watch I couldn't. I couldn't. No, it's okay. Like, <laughs> it really is okay. It just has its moments. So it's okay. It's no, it's, it's, it's okay. But I feel, and I told somebody this. I don't think it was a bad story. Right. If he had writers, it could have been like an amazing story. And Brisha Webb is like another one of my favorite actresses. She's amazing. She was one of the leads in A Fall From Grace. She did what she needed to do. Felicia Rashad did what she needed to do. Right. But as far as the writing and as far as, you know, it's raining one second and then they went in the house dry somebody would have a writer would have flushed that scene out (laughs) like I don't know how I don't know how that was written and no one you know picked up on it but I think if he would have had writers to help write the script it could have went from good to amazing so I definitely think he needs a writer's room but then I financially I understand why he don't have one it's a lot of things he do that makes sense financially you can tell he's a book guy like when i say book i mean like financials 
you can tell. Okay. At least that's a creative I can tell. Like a creative like in TV and film. I can tell he's a he's a he's a financial guy. Okay. So I see why he don't financially, I see why he don't have a writer's room. He be making me want to get the edge control out of my room and a brush be like, come on, let me just <laughs> that right there. <laughs> we'll just get that. Girl, did you get right here? <laughs> we quarantine. Ain't nobody gonna see it. <laughs> oh, we okay, but I'm I'm glad we had you on. I've been waiting to you know talk to you. This is my first podcast. Yay! That is what's up to nerve. But this was I'm up. no longer a podcast virgin. Then pop your podcast cherry. Look at them pop the them pop the cherry. Look, so when you on stage, you know, getting your Oscar or whatever, you're like, hey, you know, Nika and Brittany, they had me on for their first, you know, I was there. I was, that was my first podcast I was on, you know. Hey, guys. Like, <laughs> I got you. Audience with my best black gown, I'll be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck, you, who invited you? <laughs> we put her on our podcast first. <laughs> we need an award too. That's right. Well, Tanerva, this has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your perspective on film. We really needed that because I feel like it's not a lot of us at all doing this. So you're doing amazing. It's it's not like numbers wise. It's not. Yeah. I'm super proud of you. Your work is so dope. And keep Thank doing you. what you're doing. I can't wait till you release your your next short film. Yes. Thank you. Thank what? you guys for having me. Of course. You're so welcome. So do oh. I exit? Like <laughs> <laughs> this exit stage left. <laughs> so do I exit? I don't know if you got something else you want to say, girl. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Anybody pissed you off? I'm proud of y'all. Oh, oh thank you. Bro. I really, really love y'all podcast. It's one of my staples. Staples. Oh, thank I you never so much. Shit. Thank you. It's it's very nuanced. Thank you. One day, you know, you're talking about fertility. The next day, you're talking about plants. I love it. <laughs> thank you. We're all th- talk, trying to manifest things and talk about not even just necessarily positive things, but just things that we can relate to that brings forth manifesting you know that's the whole theme of you know everything we try to talk about in black girls doing our shit what choice do we have we We got to do it ourselves boom that's it okay so let's take a break and we will be back okay and we're back and we are at the Stone of the Week segment. Um, and this is going, the Stone of the Week is just going to be a continuation from last week's stone, which was Emerald. Um, Brittany challenged me to um, understand why Emerald wasn't good for an Aries. And I looked up a couple things and it was very confusing because this goes deep into astrological charts and I've never bothered to do that, although I really am interested in doing that. I was going to ask you about your chart, like if you understood what it meant, because I'm broken down my chart, but I'm just trying to like under, 
understands like what it means like for real for real yeah i have like i'm i'm when i say all i know is that i'm an aries that's all i know now i, I, I asked car last night i was like um what time were you born and he was like well he was like why is that important I was like, well, I just want to see, like, what's on your birthing chart. And he was like, what you mean what's on my birthing chart? I was like, I want to know, like, what, you know, astrological signs you are. He was like, what the fuck you mean? I'm a tourist. Like, that's all I know. I was like, no, it's a little bit deeper than that, but okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of a lot to explain. But I, I, I'm totally not, I don't know anything about it, but I'm into it. So, I, with that being said, I didn't have a deep understanding of necessarily why, as an Aries, um, emerald wasn't good for us but i kind of wanted to kind of um explain it to you guys the best way i could Mm -hmm. without getting it wrong so let me get to it you should download uh the co-star app it's kind of like um like a horoscope but it goes more in in depth and it gives you your birthing chart and what signs you are so i'm a leo as you know, my of course birthing sign, Leo. Um, and then I have a Scorpio sun, which makes sense because I think Scorp I mean I think that um shit, I was trying to find it. I think that your moon is based on your emotions. And then I am a Leo rising. So your moon is based on your, wait, so what's the sun again? The sun is like your ego, your identity, like who you are. Okay. And and the moon is based on your emotions. And then your ascendant or your rising is um, the persona you present to people. Oh, that's really, okay, I'm going to look, this is, that's really dope. I didn't know, now that makes sense. Now that makes me want to be like, I'm a Aries and uh, Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, so download CoStar. We'll put that in the description for that, y'all, too. <laughs> yes, that, okay. That's what's up. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. And so em, here we go. Emerald for Aries, Zodiac signs. And ironically enough, I found they said it wasn't good for Leos either. Really? Really. The article that I read said it was. But okay. Another one. I, I read two that said they were not, so I, I don't I don't know, but they definitely everybody's still agreeing on Aries. So here here we go. So Mercury is consecrated to be the ruling planet of the Emerald Stone. So it's been regarded about Emerald Stone. Wait a minute. It has been regarded the Emerald Stone is the gemstone of planet Mercury, that if it is being well settled in the but benevolent positions in the birth chart or horoscope of a human being can endow its wearer love wisdom intellect reinforces the public relation so um additionally mercury is being considered to be the birthstone for the sun sign gemini thus enable an ascendant of the zodiac sign gemini to enjoy the boundless benefits being offered by this spacious planet so pretty much mercury is the the ruling planet of emerald so apparently that's not it's not that way for aries so benefits of wearing emerald gemstone for aries ascended the sun sign aries is being ruled by the substantial planet mars which um 
or emerald, it's Mercury. So, uh, which unfortunately does not share a cordial relation with the planet Mercury. Thus, it does not prove beneficial for the ascendants of Aries to adopt this stone. Usually, the planet Mercury resides in the third house or sixth house in birth chart or horoscope of a person, which altogether affords to bring physical problems such as health problems and mental issues, as well as it makes bad impact on the financial condition of its wearer. Never fucking mind. I, <laughs> I was reading like somewhere, like if you, uh, you know, if you're not supposed to wear emerald, like it could cause issues in your marriage. Girl, leave that shit the fuck where it's at. How about we just, uh, hey, everybody, just don't fuck with Emerald. We just not going to, okay, so then it said, it goes on to say, despite the above facts, an ascendant of Aries who yearned to wear this auspicious stone can wear the stone during the major period of planet Mercury to earn a normal, enormous benefits being offered by this um, auspicious planet during this specific period of time. So I don't know what, what period of time, it just keeps saying a major period of planet mercury i don't know what what specific time so apparently it's okay but only this certain time however aries ascendant should always seek the consultation of an astrologer before wearing this a spacious stone so pretty much there is a time where you can't even it said as leos you could wear it as well but if there was another condition and i just was like okay i just won't wear it because i'm oh how am i gonna get that right right oh that was the stone of the week segment and now everybody knows why i will not be wearing any emerald because as Brittany was going over it um on last week's episode i was like yes come on emerald want me some for my job these folks getting on my motherfucking nerves and then aries can't wear it and i saw the smirk and i was like oh okay well here we are and i think it's i won't be touching that bitch either then okay right because it's more of a fire sign thing yeah that's crazy that's that your article said that but my article said okay we go we're gonna do some more digging into emerald but for right now y'all leave it alone don't touch <laughs> leave us the fuck alone i'm just telling you what we had saw <laughs> so that was a, that was really fun because now i'm really gonna get into um if my moon rising or orbiting or whatever's doing because i need to know um, yeah that was the song of the week segment and we are going to move into our manifesting monday segment Brittany, what are you manifesting for this week i'm still manifesting peace just as last week and uh organization 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 i yes i'm manifesting that that too because shit be everywhere I'm I'm getting our room prepared for date night, and it's just like I shouldn't have to prepare my room. My room should already just be clean, cause, but whatever. Yeah, organization. I just need to be more organized and tidy as a person. person. That's something I've always struggled with. Like, uh, my grandma was my grandma is a neat freak, but my mama was not. But I noticed like when I get in a mood, I'm a neat freak. Most days I do like fuck it. Yeah, because I know sometimes like I don't want to keep. I'm not gonna say that on the show. Let's okay. Never, <clears throat> never. Okay. Uh, yeah. So manifesting organization, I I feel like I need that too. Cause things start to come together creatively, and I'm you know, for those of you who don't know, I have started a new project creatively. I've been talking about feeling inspired, so I picked up something 
um and i will share with you guys um soon but now i'm like having to to organize that stuff like i don't want it all around the house it needs to i need to have like little you know drawers to put my things in so shit is not just everywhere and i can know you know where did i put this where did i put that i don't shouldn't be looking for my you know my tools all the time so that's something before i even get too heavy in it i want to make sure so thank you for mentioning that because i'm manifesting organization as well not a problem i definitely agree with you like i have all like my sewing stuff everywhere and sometimes i drop pins on the floor it's like come on now you gotta be a little bit better than this especially if you want to be a business owner let's be a little bit better and a little bit organized yes so if y'all got any organizational tips as you know business owners and stuff for us give us you know please We're not nasty or nothing. It's just like we got a lot going on. A lot. <laughs> and would appreciate the feedback. Hello. Well, you had any announcements, girl? No. Not that I know of. No. I just would like for women listening to this, if you guys are into holistic health, um, please. So recently I did a detox and I'm just detoxing my whole body all over everywhere. So I don't know if you guys heard of Yanni Pearls, but I definitely recommend them to anyone based on my recent results. And if anybody is interested in that, um, you can reach out to me directly. You guys know where to find me or you can send me us an email, blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com. Um, I don't want to go into any specific details here, but I feel like it's um, beneficial. And I feel like that's something, you know, if you're into any type of holistic health, that's something you should at least least look into. Um, Cause I just find it very interesting. And we need to, that's, that's the next guest we need to have on the podcast or, you know, sometime soon is somebody who's a holistic healer. Yes. Um, you know, I need to go, I need to search for that. So, guys, if you have anybody, you know, if anybody listens to the podcast, if you have anybody that you want to recommend that we can reach out to this holistic healer, send us an email. Send us an email. Yes, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. As always, guys, thank you for listening to us. Remember, it's a good day to be black. What was that? It's a good day to be black. It's a good year to be black day decade yes fuck the police thank you bitch bye guys bye y'all